apariencia Bonito tu cochecito, no te pesa en la conciencia Brillante tu anillo Welcome to Radio Menea I'm Vero Valletti Flores And I'm Miriam Suela Perez And on this podcast, we bring you a mix of mainstream and alternative Latinx jams based on a different theme each episode. And today, our theme is class. have a very, very special first for you all today. Yes. We have our first guest! Elena, do you want to introduce yourself? Sure. <laughs> I'm Elena Perez. I came to Radio Mandela today from the reproductive justice movement. Woo. I work currently at the National Institute for Reproductive Health. Um, but by way of reproductive justice movement, and we all met at the National Latino Institute for Reproductive Health, where we did some awesome, awesome work together. Yeah. So we I'm really excited did. about being here today. We did. Yeah. Maria Elena Perez and I are like longtime old yeah. school homies yeah. from the RJ totally world, true. and we spent a lot of time working against anti-choice fuckers, working for our communities. Yeah. And listening to a lot of music. 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 <laughs> I feel like your office was the one where there was always music blasting out of it. That was probably me. So Maria Elena was actually my boss when you first got hired. <laughs> True story. La jefa. La jefa. <laughs> also, for all the like white folks listening, Maria Elena and I are not related. Perez is a very common last name. <laughs> okay, you're Cuban. Dominican, Puerto Rican, totally different countries. Totally different countries. I don't know if Marilena, you ever got this growing up because you grew up in Brooklyn around like Latinos, but people will be like, are you related to, to Rosie Perez or whatever the fuck Perez? No. Yeah. I actually never got that. Yeah. Yeah. Strangely, that's... I think because I grew up in New York. Yeah. You grew up in Brooklyn. A common anyway, thing. Anyway, yeah. So the song that we're listening to right now is Monedita by La Santa Cecilia. I just love this song. This song is like such a critique of wealth. And basically today's episode is about class, but it's also got a little bit of a twist. We've been wanting to do an episode about class, but we've also been wanting to do an episode that's kind of centered around reproductive justice. And we thought that they could go really well together, especially because next week is United for Abortion Coverage Week of Action. And we wanted to tie in an issue that's close to all of our hearts and how we all met each other. Exactly. Yay. Yeah. So that <laughs> was perfect to bring Maria Elena for this episode. So for people who don't know, reproductive justice, which is the sort of movement that the three of us have all been really in, um, involved in, um, I like to, to define it as working toward a world where everyone can create the family that they want to create and family can be defined really broadly. So it's, mm -hmm. you know, it's a social justice movement. It's, you know, based a lot, borrows a lot from, from feminism, from the human rights movement, and really centers kind of these questions around uh, making sure people can get the resources and the support and the services that they need to create the families that they want to create. Um, it also centers women of color. It centers kind of marginalized communities. It was a framework actually developed by women of color activists in the pro-choice movement. So it's all of our sort of, I think, activist homes and hearts. And um, I haven't really had a chance to talk about it on the podcast yet. So this is our opportunity to bring it in. And so when we were thinking about this episode, we're like, let's do an abortion episode. But 
that turns out, <laughs> turns out <laughs> that, that didn't abortion really, episode, yeah, that didn't really work. I mean, the reason we're focusing on abortion is because the 40th anniversary of this really shitty piece of legislation called the Hyde Amendment is on um, the 30th of September, so that's during that week of action. And um, it's it's a bill that basically prevents public funding from being used for abortion services, primarily that f that impacts people who have um, Medicaid, public insurance, uh, so low-income women can't use their insurance coverage to pay for the medical procedure that is an abortion. But when we were thinking about, you know, our love of music and, like, what kind of music can we bring, you know, there aren't really, I don't know that we could find six songs that were about abortion. It's not really a super common topic in music. Um or, like, songs that, like, weren't, like, shitty anti-choice yeah. songs. Because we did find some shitty anti-choice songs by six. some of our problematic bays. <laughs> we'll talk yeah. about, yeah. I was going to say, some of, our, some of our favorite artists, we're like, hmm. How do we mm. negotiate that? But. Well, yeah. so we didn't yeah. we didn't want to bring music that A, was anti-choice, or B, that we didn't like, right? Like, just, like, bring the song. That's the right. So we decided instead to do this episode about class, because there's a lot of music that we like that does address class in different ways. And obviously, when it comes to access for abortion for low-income women, class is a huge piece of it. So that's kind of the organizing principle of this episode. So Monedita, the song that, uh, the first song that we brought to this episode is from La Santa Cecilia's 24 14 album, Someday New, and they've had an album since then called Buenaventura, which is really good. Um, they are really some of my faves. When I got introduced to them when I was at a music festival and I was just like stopped in my tracks mm -hmm. by La Marisol's voice, I was like, who are these yeah. people, <laughs> you know, and, um, and I really, really loved them since. And uh, they're, you know, like they're political, they, you, their music is excellent, and I, I'm just here for them. Yeah. I'm here for them 100%. Yeah, I'm a big fan of them too. I don't know, I don't know if you introduced me to them or if I found them on my own, but this is one of my favorite songs of theirs. And just something about their sound, it has a really cool, like, I feel like, like younger take on like traditional, more traditional Mexican kind of root, rooted music. And I really love the... And they're yeah. all feminists. I got to yeah. interview them once a couple of years ago. Yeah. And they were all telling me um, about how they were feminists and about um, how the importance of, you know, women in their lives. Um, yes. All of them, not just La Barisoles, this whole band and with a bunch of dudes in it, too, who are, you, you know, here for it. Yeah, and so it's about, it's kind of about class and that it's it's talking about, like, sort of like not finding happiness right in like these little like overly expensive luxuries like watches and cars and things like that right Beto? yeah it is it is and I was it's like, kind I, of need, I, need, I need to take a lesson in that <laughs> <laughs> well I mean it's kind of amazing but also it's like when you don't have that much money which like right now I don't have that much money I'm just like damn money could fix some of my problems yeah. right now though so it's just like you know it's a little it's I, I love it, and I think that, like, you know, we could all take a lesson in uh, not really finding our happiness in excessive consumerism. But for a lot of people, money, like, really could solve some problems, yeah. you know? That's real. Yeah. That's real. Yeah. But this next song actually, like, has a similar theme in terms of the idea of, like, trying not to, to gain happiness from, like, material things. Um, so this next song is by Ricardo Arjona, and it's Lo Poco Que Tengo. Yo tengo una guitarra vieja Preñada con esta canción Amigos que nunca aconsejan Y un beso a mi disposición 
Lo poco que tengo es tan poco que vale un millón Yo tengo el aire que respiro Y el mar todito para mí Amores viejos y suspiros Y si alguien dice no, yo sí Lo poco que tengo es tan poco que es tan bien para ti Las huellas de tus pies descalzos El humo de la cafetera Ricardo Arjona es a Guatemalan singer-songwriter He's super popular, like definitely one of the top I think Latin American musicians in terms of just how many albums he sold and how many people know his music and it's you know a couple of decades now of hits he has like 14 different albums so he's a pretty big name and has a really huge following I think across Latin America and in the US um, and I'm a fan I like it it's poppy <laughs> I think it's sweet I think it I think the lyrics like team, team, well. team Latino pop yeah <laughs> I'm on team Latino pop I have no shame about being into pop but I have I think I know the two of you feel differently about this particular artist Oh my god, I think Ricardo Arjona is so corny. <laughs> Actually, I don't have strong feelings either way, because I just, I've heard his music, but it wasn't like, I felt so moved by it. Right. It wasn't like Cristian Castro <laughs> at one point. <laughs> Until right. I saw he was like a batter or something. I was like, oh god. Oh no, oh my god, god, why do our faves have to do it to us? Yeah. Because, Marielena, you don't have a problem with corny, right? Like, Bachata's like hella corny. So that's not your issue with Ricardo well, I don't. I don't think bachata is corny. No. Can we retract like that? <laughs> I mean, I love it. I think it's. I guess Bach- corny. Bachata is the shit. Like, let's just put it. <laughs> oh, out I think it is too. But come on, sometimes it's cheesy. But like, I love that. I love that about it. I know. When, when actually, when other people are like, "What are you listening to?" It's like, "Ding, ding, 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 ding." And I'm like, "This is the best music ever." What are so you talking good. about? So yeah. I, I, so I don't. I don't know Ricardo Arjona's like uh, whole sort of you know, his whole, like, over very well. But this song has been on the radio recently, and, like, I, I've been digging it. It definitely made it to my playlist. Like, I, I like his sound. I like what he has to offer. And the message, like I said, is sort of similar to what um, La Santa Cecilia was bringing in that sort of, like, he's descri- He's like, I don't have a lot, but here's the things that, like, make me happy. And it's, like, the sunrise and, like, your smile and, like, having a, you know, wave to surf, like, things like that. So it also kind of has that message, which I think you're right, Beto, if it's, you know, yeah, people need food and shelter and those things require money. But when we're talking about people who have the basic needs met, there is this like obsessive consumerism that I think this song, both of these songs kind of talk back to. Totally. And he's, I was, when I was researching him, he's had a lot of controversial songs in the past that have been very political. Like he has some pretty anti-capitalist songs and things like that. So he's kind of made his own little waves here and there, even within his like poppy music. So I appreciate that. Yeah, I feel like I decided that I hated him when I heard that he had an anti-choice song, and I was like, okay, that's like, that's too much. Yeah. You're corny and you have an anti-song, except he apparently doesn't characterize it as an anti-choice song. Right. He's like, oh, I'm not trying to put out an opinion, even though it's like about like trying to convince somebody not to get an abortion. Right. Isn't that what Fuck anti's do anyhow? Yeah. <laughs> They're like... We're not really anti, we're just, you know. Right. You know, we just care about life. Fuck you. Right, well, that's his, that's his song, Como Una Estrella, right? That, that's the one that everyone thinks is anti-choice. Yeah, I mean, but, the, I, you know, to his, like, defense maybe, like, I feel like when you're a musician, like, you want to tell lots of different stories in your music, and so it doesn't make you anti-choice if you want to tell a story that is, like, you know, it does no. have a message where... Like, I'm like, no. <laughs> no, we're not here for it. No. <laughs> <Better> was, like... <laughs> Well, clearly you're not going to get on his team no matter what what we say, but, but I do think... <laughs> <laughs>
But that actually connects pretty well to the first artist. So we asked Maria Elena to bring two. We, each of us are bringing two songs, and we asked Maria Elena, our special guest, to bring two songs that she wanted that had like class themes to them. Yeah, it ties in really nicely. And I think um, it's Amor de Madre, Aventura. <laughs> This song is one where Romeo is like telling the story of um, of a mom who has a baby and um, can't make ends meet and like the lyrics say something to the effect about like you know her welfare ran out she has no support and she turns to sex work so like that's the first part of the song and it really just like makes me think about you know what we know about women that get abortions and I remember one of the things that I was always struck by when I first started doing this work was you know they always throw out the different stats about who are the folks that are getting abortions and you know hearing about how you know more than half of the women getting abortions are already mothers which is something mm -hmm. that was like at first I was kind of like oh really yeah. like even my me you know myself like being in this work I was kind of like oh I didn't realize that right. um, and I don't think pe a lot of people realize that so that was like always something that um, struck me but yeah like Amor de Madre by Aventura. Like, I don't have to give much intro about Aventura. Mm -hmm. They're big. Yeah. Romeo Santos is big. Right, but, right. and this is always like, when you go to the concerts, they're always, you know, us Latinos love our mamas. So it's like, <laughs> right, right. everyone, the crowd goes crazy when the song comes on, even though like later on, the song gets mad dramatic. Yeah. And it's like, about <laughs> like the son goes on to do all these things. And then he regrets like all this, all the shit he put his mom through. I'm just like, yeah. gosh, God, this is so dramatic. I don't love the song, yeah. but I love bachata, yeah. and I thought that it was it was an interesting piece. That first part always gets me about like the mom having to do different things and making you know those yeah. tough decisions. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Mamas like having to do what they need to do to like get their kids fed. Pretty much. Yeah. Marilena, tell me about your love for bachata. Why why do you love bachata so much? I don't know if it's just like already in my sangre. Yeah. <laughs> no, like it's like I don't know how I could not love bachata. Right. It's like that's the question. Yeah. Um, but it's just like I think it's just so dramatic and it just pulls your heartstrings mm -hmm. and I I don't know. And I and actually it's funny because I remember when I was in um, college and I, I was basically like fucking up in all my business courses, but. I started taking all these like other courses and one of them was music and I had to do a project and I was like, I'm choosing bachata. And the story of bachata and how it was really like the, you know, like campesinos yeah. music and it was yeah. really like the folks that were, you know, like the poorest folks in, in Dominican Republic and it was really their music and it wasn't until um, Juan Luis Guerra, which right. no relation to him, we were Guerras too, but no relation. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, he really then made it more stylized bachata and then that made it more like palatable for folks and stuff like that. But, you know, bachata was like for the people that were down, you know, like, and I feel like, yeah, I yeah. feel like I'm from like the campo. And so like, that was always like, what I heard, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, speaking of class stuff, right? Like mm -hmm. it was like, it was like campo music. It was like poor folks music. And like, it wasn't like 
good for pop. It wasn't like a good、mm-hmm. thing, like a acceptable thing、yeah. to like for mainstream. Yeah. And actually, and like the original bachatas, like the bachatas from back in the day. Oh my gosh, they were so like all these like、um, double meanings, you know. It was、mm-hmm. they were all about sex, you know.、Yeah. So it was always, like I remember, I felt like I felt like my parents would always like listen to it, and you go to like, every Dominican party, and they're like, I see la pasola, you know. Like, <laughs> no, they're not talking about la pasola, you know. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Do you have- hmm, maybe I need to listen to these very sexual bachata movies. That's the way to. to get them into my heart. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta make me a playlist, girl. Yeah, I wanna, I wanna. <laughs> Marilena, do you have a do you have a favorite bachatero? Ah,、uh, that's so hard. I know. I mean, I like I like the Ramel Santos, like the new stuff, but.、Um, I love like Anthony Santos' old music.、Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I, I'm just I'm here for for it all. all of like it. Zacarias, Frank Reyes,、yeah. um, more of like the classic old timer、okay. bachata. Yeah, you know. Do you have an opinion about my boy Prince Royce? Because I've gotten a lot of shade from Dominicans <laughs> for liking Prince Royce. <laughs> <laughs> I love Prince Royce. I loved his first album, but then I felt like his next ones didn't do it for me. Yeah.、Um, But he has that one song out now. I can't remember the name、La、of it. La Carretera. I、yeah. actually like. Yeah. I actually like that song. Yeah, I'm like,、oh, it's pretty good. I just put it in my car. I'm like, okay,、yeah. I'm down for this one. Yeah. All right. Just trying to come back. All right. <laughs> so、uh, Aventura has a anti-choice song, right? That was why we were saying that it like connected to Ricardo Arjona. Oh my gosh. Yes. A very <laughs> anti-choice song. Yeah. Right. What's it called? Oh my god. And it's dramatically called No Lo Perdona Dios. Oh <laughs> god, god. Like, why you gotta be so harsh? Why you gotta be so harsh? Yeah,、God. yeah. So many problematic bays. Yeah, right. Romeo, why you gotta do right. it? Right. And like, yeah, he's he has that great like pro-gay song, but then he's gotta be all harsh about the. I don't know who wrote the lyrics for Aventura. I don't know who wrote the songs. If it was him or somebody else. I mean, I think it's him. Like, it's. I mean, I could probably be wrong, but I I feel like that's what he prides himself in is like saying that like he's yeah, the one who writes, writes all his songs. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. So he's. Yeah, that one. It's his own sentimiento. Yeah, yeah that <laughs> one. Sentimiento. Yeah, that one. You can't even say, "Oh, he just wanted to tell a story." That's like a really harsh. Like that's a really harsh. No,、yeah. I mean maybe maybe he is trying to tell the story. You know, there are a bunch of men out there that think all sorts of things, but whatever. Yeah, it's <laughs> ridiculous. It like talks about how like oh the dude is like you know like mijo pudo haber sido un pelotero you know or、yeah. like a doctor maybe、yeah. what does it say and then like for the woman it's like oh if it's a hija it's like she could have been a model. Yeah. <laughs> Like that was like oh damn what a tragedy the world lost the model. Qué aspiraciones. A model I mean, and a baseball player. No shade to the models out there. No the shade world, to models. Love y'all. Or the baseball players. Pero come on. Or, Or the, the baseball, baseball players. players. Yeah, yeah. No, that's it's a little bit hard to excuse that.、I、don't really have any. Anything to say for him? I know we we just gotta collect our primo though. Like we just gotta collect him. We gotta show him the way. Yeah. I feel like one of us. There's somebody that we know that has a connect to Romeo Santos, and we need to like get him on board on some reproductive justice shit. Yeah. Since I passed up on that connect a long time ago, <laughs> Maria Elena has to tell the story about how she passed up her aventura connect a mad long time ago. Tell us. Oh God! Oh my God! So embarrassing.、Really? So I I entered a contest in Diario New York,、um, and it, I forgot it was like for a trip or something. And then the second prize was like tickets to see Avent. Like actually no, it was like dinner with Aventura, and、What? and then the third was like salsa classes. And at that time, I really like I loved Aventura's music, but I really couldn't stand them as like guys. So I was just like, 
all right. And then they called me and they were like, oh, you won. What? And I was like, oh, what did I, did I get the, the trip? And it was like, no. Then it was like, oh, well, you could get the, you know, dinner with Aventura and they'll pick you up in a limo. And I was like, oh, I don't want to do oh my God. <laughs> I don't do that. So and then I was like, give me the salsa classes instead. Oh my God. <laughs> so now I'm like kind of kicking myself because I was telling Vero earlier that I actually grew, <laughs> my love for Romeo grew um, after postpartum yeah. for my first child Aww. when I couldn't have sex for six weeks. And then I kept seeing him on TV and I was just like thirsty. <laughs> oh. oh my God. That's hilarious. I was like, Romeo just did it for me. And after that, I was just like, I love Romeo. Oh wow. And now you're just like, Pam, could have had dinner with Romeo and pass that shit up. Basically. Wow. Sad. I would just be so nervous. I wouldn't know what to say. I feel like I'd be awkward. It'd be so awkward. <laughs> You probably would have been good because you didn't think they were shit. <laughs> I know that's why I was just kind of like I was just kind of like uh whatever. And I think I've heard some of their songs, so I was just like a little annoyed by some of the lyrics in their songs. And at that time, it was like you know you're in college, so I was just like such a big feminista, and I was like fuck them, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm like I don't know, me muero, you know. But. Well, I hope I hope whoever got those tickets got that dinner with them really appreciated it because you turned it down. <laughs> They did, because then I saw that I saw them in the like El Diario, like they covered it in like a little corner, and I was like, that could have been me. Oh, yeah, <laughs> but I passed up those tickets. You know? <laughs> Man, maybe you'd be like married to Romeo Santos right now. Like, who knows what could have happened? <laughs> married to Romeo Santos? No, but I least. don't think so. Don't think We're so. gonna have to find a different connect to Romeo <laughs> to get get him on the reproductive justice set. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So the next song that I brought for you all is by a Mexicana called Amandititita, and this song is called La Criada. Song. This is like yeah. domestic workers come through. Yeah. I am here for this song. I'm here for Amandititi. Amandititita. There's like a lot of titi. I know. I was like, that's a hard yeah, one. Yeah, when I read good. it, I was like, it's a fun <laughs> name, but like, yeah, that's a tongue twister right there. <laughs> yeah. But I love this song, and she's like calls herself like La Reina de la Anarcumbia. So she's like mm. Anarchist Cumbia. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. No wonder you like her. Uh, no wonder you like her. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. A Cumbia Anarchist. <laughs> <laughs> but like she, um, this song is about like how she, how a, a criada, a maid who works for this like wealthy Mexican family, and they like, you know, like the jefe, like tries to sleep with her and like La Jefa like you know just like takes a lot of sleeping pills and has like stupid art projects that are not that good but they're rich and they don't pay her well and they don't cover her insurance mm -hmm. and like her she doesn't have enough money and that's I think the story of so many people who need access to healthcare right like they're working super hard they uh their jobs still don't pay them enough like they're working 40 hours a week and they're still not making enough to make ends meet they're not getting health care coverage and something like an abortion for example or any like huge large sort of like sudden and unplanned for expense can like 
completely destroy you, right? Like, folks have yeah. to do the most to, like, suddenly, like, to, to suddenly come up with, like, $500, right? And if you can't, like, every single week, a procedure gets more expensive, yeah. right? So that's how you end up with, like, you know, somebody who's, like, you know, at, like, 20, 21, 23 weeks because they've been, like, trying to get the money together, but the target is a moving one. Yeah. Um, so I... I wanted to bring the song for that reason and because domestic workers have been doing some like really rad organizing, especially in New York City. Mm -hmm. Y'all should Google the Domestic Workers Bill of Rights. Like there's like no fucking joke to the organizing that domestic workers in New York have been doing and across the country. Those mujeres did not come to play. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm here all for it. Like I, I remember hearing all like or reading about all the work that they've been doing and just even seeing how now they're picking that up as a model now for a lot of the organizing happening across the country. And I know there's like a bunch of the domestic workers United chapters, um, mm -hmm. you know, coming up in different States and doing similar bills. And so, yeah, like they're, those mujeres are fierce. Yeah. Like that's all I got to say about that. That's them. right. Yeah. Shout out my girl Priscilla. She is a listener to this podcast. She was heavily involved in that campaign. You are so awesome. awesome. Thank you for your work. Well, and there's so many Latinas in this industry, right? Like probably if maybe one of the largest groups yeah. in the mm -hmm. like domestic worker um, industry in the U.S. So it's a huge part of our community too. Yeah. A lot of Latinas, a lot of women of color, yeah. a lot of immigrants, yeah. you know, um, and especially domestic workers are often workers who like operate without contracts, operate sort of under the table without a lot of protections. Um, and so that kind of organizing has been really really important yeah and I like the song I didn't know this artist before you brought this song but I'm definitely I'm digging digging the sound of it and then the video is also really great people should watch the video it tells the story yeah really the, video yeah. Is, yeah, the video is it is really yeah. great <laughs> and a lot of her songs are like about class and about race you know mm. like she talks about like she has a song called Guerra de Televisa mm, <laughs> which is like the, like the big like sort of like conservative stodgy like Mexican a television station that, you know, like everybody that they have on that network is like Guera and Flaca and like tall and whatever. And she's like Chaparrita. She looks like Mar Indígena, you know, and like she's like, I'm never going to be a Guera de Televisa. Yeah, so real. Colorism is so real. Latin America for sure. We'll have to bring some like cumbia, sort of more traditional cumbia because it's definitely, I love the, the whole genre of music to balance out the anarcho cumbia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I like it. I like it. I can get into it. I can get into it. What do you have for us next, Perez? So the next song is "Gangsta" by Cat Dahlia. Dices ser un gangsta, no me impresiona. Dices que era un gangsta, pero no he visto nada. Lo hago todo sola. A mí no me ayuda nadie, nadie. Y soy joven, no soy bruta, como te uno otro más susto. Vivo en un mundo donde se busca por la malicia y no se te educa. Pero está bien, está bien, está diciendo lo que no es Hablando y no tiene ni cien, ya no creo lo que dicen Yo no soy como mi papá, está viviendo con su mamá So, Beto gets all the credit for introducing me to, to this song and to Cat Dahlia. I think this might have been one of the first ones you introduced to me, like, in our early texting about music and whatever that I was, like, super into. 
Um, this is well, I remember because I was like, okay, this mujer is fierce as fuck. Yeah. Also, she's Cuban. Uh-huh. Like, Perez has to know, I know about I her. I know, and I did, not, <laughs> I did not know about her, but now I do. Yeah, she's Cuban-American, born in Miami. Um, and this is the Spanish version of this song, but she has an English version that was, like, really popular and was, like, her first single that was dropped in 2013. Um, and I just feel, like, mad impressed by anybody that can put out two really good songs in Spanish and in English because it's actually that translation is pretty difficult to do particularly like lyrically because yeah. you know everything is like harder to say in Spanish whatever I don't know which version she wrote first but I feel like it works really well in both languages so I'm always like yeah, gonna, totally. I'm always going to pick the Spanish version if I have an option like that's just always going to be my, <laughs> I know. my preference but the English version I is it like... tends to be the better version let's just be <laughs> totally it tends to be the better version. <laughs> for this one I like the English language version first I don't know it's because I listened to it first and like that's the one that I got used to mm. I didn't know that there was a Spanish version really? oh um, man so good. What until you told me? Yeah. So I was like, oh, listen to this person, and then like I think you found the Spanish yeah. version on Spotify. I'm a person who loves to watch a music video, so I just like this music video is on point. Her outfits are so great. Yeah. Her style is good, yeah. and so I like kept watching the music video. That's in English, yeah. so yeah. Well, actually, I, th- I, I think I the English one. I think I told you like I feel like you have a very similar aesthetic to her. Guys yeah, maybe that's vibe. why I like it. Yeah. Just like, 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 that's why I gravitated. <laughs> I like it. I'm like, oh, those shorts are cool, girl. Yeah, not to stroke Vero's ego, but <laughs> no, you guys totally have a similar look. I think it's awesome. So the song, I mean, the lyrics are very much about class. I mean, the, the sort of main mm-hmm. refrain is about this guy, right, that like is coming to her and being like, I'm a gangster. And she's like, I'm not impressed by that. Like, you know, forget that shit, right? Like, that stuff, that doesn't, doesn't. Uh, that doesn't impress me, but then it also tells the story of her family and like her parents and their struggle, which I think is the, the piece of it that I really connect to. And mm-hmm. you know, it talks about her dad and his gambling problems, and like her mom being really into her faith and like that really getting her through. And so, just really like I think telling like an immigrant story in many ways, and uh, and a, a Cuban immigrant story in, in, in that piece of it too. So I really connect to the story of the song also. Yeah, like, she's not impressed by this dude who's a gangster. Like, how do you take care of your family? Like, my mommy sacrificed, right? Like, what did you do? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I only listened to it in Spanish. I haven't heard the English version, but I was just like, oh, I'm loving this. I'm loving this. And and there was this one um, piece when she was talking about the struggles with her her parents and just talking about her mom falling asleep uh, on the sofa and Mm -hmm. just, like, having to wake up the next day to go to work. And it's just, like, it just reminds me of my mom. Like, my mom to this day still falls asleep on the couch because she just does so much throughout the day and then it's like I'm watching a novella and I just fall asleep there and I get up at three in the morning then I'm like oh what did I just do you know and then she just goes to bed and it's like the story of her life and she always says Ay, me, me dormí otra vez en el mueble, you know <laughs> but it's like that's like every day like it's not just yeah, like yeah. you know but it just reminds me like it's just like doing so much and that's you know and then like the second you get like yeah. a chance to rest you're just like <sighs> yeah, yeah it's so real um, and she, she's really young. Like, I think when she put this album out, she was like 19 or 20, like really young. I'm like impressed by her. And the, and the, she had said she was going to put out her whole album in Spanish and in English. But then I think she had some problems. There were some delays getting her album out. It finally did come out. It's called My Garden. Um, and this is the, mm-hmm. she hasn't released any more in Spanish, which kind of bummed me out. Cause mm-hmm. I really, I really like it, but, um, she's talented. Yeah, she's talented. Yeah. And she has a, a song right now that's like pretty popular called like, I think I'm in love. Um, that's okay. in English. It's very sweet um, and has 
has like I think crossed over pretty well. Like people, like white friends of mine have heard it. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, okay, like uh. this is getting bigger. You know, I mean, her stuff is not particularly doesn't have a strong like Latin influence. I don't necessarily think. Mm-hmm. But, no, no. But yeah, she's definitely gotten gotten pretty. I think more mainstream with that song. I just love her voice too. Mm. She's just mm-hmm. such an amazing soul singer. You know, she's got this uh, this vocal quality yes. that is. It's so yeah, it's raspy and it's she just sounds sort of like an old soul, even though she's like super young, right? Yeah. But she just sounds like it's so well developed, yeah. and it's this like beautiful, heartfelt soul yeah. voice. She loves to sing about weed. <laughs> a lot of she her does. songs. She has this song. She has a song about like a party, and they're like on the roof, and somebody's wearing like socks and chanclas and like fighting over a lighter and, yeah. and like you know drinking red stripe and smoking weed I'm just like oh yeah. this sounds like a great party and I they're know. like listening to Tupac yeah. I was like I want to be invited to this party yeah I think she, she did talk about a blunt she talked about a blunt and she does in this last yeah, she does. yeah she does she often will talk about blunts and rolling blunts and yeah like it's it's a common theme I think she parties pretty hard I think there might have been a DUI not too long ago too like, yeah I feel like that that was part of the delays, uh-huh. you know? Yeah. I mean, like, obviously there's addiction in her family, right? Like, that that's, mm-hmm. that is often functions as a cycle. And in the U.S., we don't do a good job of dealing with it. Nope. No, we criminalize it instead of treating it like a public health issue. Yeah, it's totally true. Yeah, she except now that like when white people are oh, are gosh. starting to, like, do heroin, now then we're like, oh, now we're compassionate. Now they're worried about it. <laughs> Fuck out of here! I know she had but some. She had some. Um, we'll use that as a political opportunity. <laughs> I know she had some voice issues too. Like she lost her voice for a few months. I think the raspiness oh, that like no. we love about her voice is actually not great for her vocal cords, though. So we'll ah. see if she's able to like keep her career going. But yeah, I follow her on social media, and she had a a good number of months where she had to stop touring and um, couldn't sing because her vocal cords were messed up. So. Oh man, we gotta see her. We gotta check out her tour schedule, Betty. I know, we go I know. Her. I missed it in DC. I was really bummed. Yeah, we gotta make it happen. Also, maybe you should just be friends with her because, like, you have similar <laughs> similar style. <laughs> yeah. Hey, girl, I liked your shorts in that video. Want to be friends? <laughs> yes. <laughs> TBH, that would work with me. <laughs> right. So maybe she's the same. Right. Well, well, cat, cat, if you're listening, <laughs> hit Betty up. We can be friends. <laughs> If you're listening, let's look through yeah. each other's closets. Yours is probably cooler <laughs> than mine. <laughs> awesome. All right, well, Maddie Lynn's going to kick it off with the last song. What do you have for us? So this last song, I think it doesn't need much of an introduction. Um, it's Amor Prohibido, Selena. Anything for Salinas. Anything for Salinas. <laughs> all right, all right. Important question. Is it Selena or Selena? I mean, I, I remember, like, I was thinking that too. And I'm like, is it, do people know Selena? But, like, in the movie, they keep referring to her. It's like Selena y los dinos, right? Selena, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I say, like, Selena, but then some people say Selena. Yeah. And then, like, anything for Salinas is a thing. Right. Yeah. So I think that, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever you got going. It can be either one. Yeah. But I'm yeah. sure there will be a bunch of, like, 
responses to that on your comments. Right. <laughs> I know. Like, yeah, right. How yeah. dare you? Right. They're all, all Caribbeans, like fucking up Salinas' <laughs> name. Well, Marilena, yeah. why did you? And it's just like, I mean, it's such a classic song, yeah. you know, and it's like her title song from that album that came out um, back in 94. And I feel like that was the album that kind of catapulted her into more like mm -hmm. um, on more people's radars. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think the it hit the charts and she was like, she stayed there, like the only Tejano album that's like been on the like US Billboard chart mm. for like 90 something consecutive weeks. And I think she still holds the record for that. Um, so it's like the song, you know, yeah. in that album, yeah. like Selena's album that I think yeah. everyone recalls. And But this is a song that's about love mm -hmm. <laughs> across like those class fronteras. And you know, that's she just right. talks about like, Amor prohibido, you know. Porque um, somos de distintas sociedades. Exactly. <laughs> and actually, when I when I looked up more about information about the song, apparently it was written um, about her grandparents. Who, oh, word. Yeah, who like, they were from different social um, okay. classes and they got together. And so it was really wow. written about them. So I was just like, oh, look at that. Aw, Salinas. Yeah. Anything for Salinas. <laughs> um, but, you know, I think everyone knows Selena is from Texas and is a Tejana. And, you know, as I was like listening to the song, it, it like that dawned on me and it was like, oh, yeah, Selena's obviously like Selena's from Texas and Corpus Christi and stuff. But um, it made me think of the connection to um, Rosie Jimenez, mm -hmm. who was um, who became the first woman, um, the first known woman to die um, after the Hyde Amendment took place. And so she died in October um, 77, and I know it passed 76, but it didn't actually go into effect until August of the next year. Um, and the story goes that she died with like a $700, like, you know, scholarship check in her pocket and she was from McAllen and she was a college student, single mom, um, and had, you know, six months was like six months shy of graduating from college. And, you know, she went to her doctor to get an abortion and this was right after it went into effect and they couldn't actually, her Medicaid couldn't cover it anymore. So she ended up crossing the border and getting, you know, uh, an abortion in Mexico and it was like, mm. you know, not a good one and it was like a cheaper one. And she ended up dying from, yep. from that. Yeah. And that's just the story yeah. of so many mujeres, right? Like they're folks who are working hard, who are just trying to get their families off the ground, trying to think about their futures, right? Like that's what mm -hmm. folks are thinking about. And when money is a barrier to that, yeah. folks will do anything for their kids, for their families, for their futures. Yeah. yeah, and you're here, like, she had to choose between using her, probably her scholarship money mm -hmm. and not being able to graduate in time or, you know getting right. an abortion at that point. And this was literally like two months after um, this restriction started. And it's been 40 years now. Yeah. And a shout out to All Above All who are really leading the um, United for Abortion Coverage Week of Action. So I just shout out yeah. to all yes. those folks over there. Shout out all of our yeah. RJ homies yeah. who yeah. have been really women of color have been on the forefront of this fight mm -hmm. forever. When it was considered totally unwinnable, mm -hmm. when it was considered just like a complete ridiculous mm -hmm. issue that was never going to happen. Yeah. The RJ movement struggled to put that front and center. You know, we've been doing this work for like a good decade and it seems so unthinkable even five years ago, yeah. right? Like, and it, ever since the moment that it passed, right, people have been resisting it. So we're in a really, really cool place thanks to the work, the really hard work of a lot of really amazing mm -hmm. people right now. Yeah. 
So shout out all of y'all. Well, that's our episode for today. Oh my God. Thank you so much for coming, Marilena. Yay. I'm so excited. It's so fun to have you. It's like a dream come true. (laughs) (laughs) Exagerada. It is. I was like, oh my gosh, what if one day I could join you guys? I could talk about bachata. You're definitely an early, like, Latino music inspiration for me. So, as my boss and my friend. So, heart melt. Heart melt. Yeah. So, I'm really glad to, to have shared this with you and you're awesome. Thank you for coming. And uh, yeah, this has been an episode of Radio Menea. Thanks for listening. As always, all of the music that's included in this episode will be on our website. And we're also going to include a link to the uh, more information for the United for Abortion Coverage Week of Action. So you can find out all about that and join the fight in whatever way you can. You can find us on all of the social media, all of the redes, mm-hmm. at Radio Menea. And thank you so much for listening. Ciao.